episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, what's up? Hey, Sammy, how are you, brother? I'm doing very good, man. How are you? Good, good for a Monday night. <laughs> man, I feel you. I got back. I literally got back to this country about nine hours ago. We did a festival in France, uh, flew to Helsinki, drove back to uh, to my hometown in central Finland and started doing interviews almost immediately. <laughs> oh, man, straight into it, eh? No rest for the fucking wicked, eh? Dude, fucking exactly, exactly. We got this week still, and then we're going on tour for five weeks, so I'll have enough time to sleep then. <laughs> Dude, like living, the, it's it's the dream, right? Exactly, right. exactly. Honestly, it's one of those things that we've been saying every single time. You know, we're stuck in an airport with a two-hour line in front of us and everything. It's like, you know what? We cannot complain because this is literally exactly what we've dreamt of doing for yeah, our whole right. lives. <laughs> Not the airport part, the playing the show. Exactly, part. exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, as long as the show is good, it makes all of that other bullshit worth it. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I saw that you guys did uh, earlier this year, like this uh, month, you did uh, Varkin and, and Bloodstock. Holy shit, dude. It's a dream. Yes, dude. It was an absolute dream, honestly. It's it's always a great feeling when something that you've been dreaming of for so long turns out to actually be insane. It's it's always a great feeling. Both of those shows were just incredible. And yeah, it was a perfect way of starting our our hopefully long-lasting walk-in tradition. So that was the first time? It was, yes. First time for us. Yeah. But had you been, personally, have you been to walk-in? No, actually, well, actually, our drummer, uh, he went there just as a as like a music lover about I think it was like in 2008 or something. So it was for him, it was the second time. But for all of us, it was the first time that we actually play there. So it's it's a pretty great feeling because I feel like, you know, because we've been doing this for already about 10 years, but yeah, over yeah. 10 years. So it's super cool when these like when these ultimate bucket list items start, you get you get to start checking them off of your list. So it, it's cool. I got mates from down here um, who who did the, you know, the fucking Battle of the Bands. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. The, and they went over there and did it, man. And, um, yeah, good on. Shout out to you boys if you're watching the interview. But, um, yeah, they did it, man. And they, all these people watching. It's uh, what an incredible feeling, man. Congrats. Amazing. Guys, amazing. Man. Yeah, I'm dreaming. Thank you, man. And it's honestly, I mean, it's cool because – it's one of those festivals where you can sense the atmosphere and you know that so many people are there because they like, obviously they love the bands and they love the music, but they also love the festival. So there's like a, there's like a huge kind yeah. of appreciation of just the situation in general. So it was, it was definitely the vibe was there. Oh, that's so good, dude. One day, one day I'll get my ass over there, but, uh, yes. <laughs> it can the happen. Uh, in the meantime, though, dude, the new Lost Society album, uh, If the Sky Came Down, is out on September 30. And it's a great fucking record, dude. It's so Thank great. you so much, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Oh, dude, it is really, really good. Like, it's <laughs> obviously, I mean, it's got it's got all those, like, elements that you guys have, you know, built up over the last 10 years. But it's also got all these new, fresh, you know, influences in there as well. 
and you know it, it's incredible dude like what's uh what inspired those sort of changes to push forward into the future well first of all thank you thank you so much honestly i'm, I'm really happy to hear that and uh you know as for the whole musical musical kind of vibe on that it's actually like what I've said to everyone is I feel like it's such a natural thing for us because, you know, obviously we were like, I was about 15 years old when I was writing the first record with, yeah. with this band. And, uh, you know, obviously all of our musical roots are found with bands like Iron Maiden and Children of Bodom, Pantera, stuff like that. But I feel like all of us, since we've started listening to music, we've loved music in general. And it's yeah. like we never wanted to put ourselves in those boxes where you're not allowed to listen to this. You're not allowed to listen to that. It's like we always loved everything. But I feel like just in the beginning of our careers, it was super natural that we just we listened to so much of that fast paced stuff that it felt like that's obviously what we're going to be doing. It's like that's what happened every time I grabbed a guitar or we started writing a song. But I feel like as years went by, we kind of found ourselves in a situation where the music that was coming out of our hands gave way to different elements. And it was like we we kind of consciously the only thing we decided was that we're not going to limit ourselves to what we're doing. It's like because, you know, when you play thrash metal, you find yourself in a place where everything new is very d scary and difficult to yes. process for yes. other people. But I, for my, you know, I, for one, I don't want to find myself in a situation after 20 or 30 years where I listened back to this, to what we've done. And I'm like, oh man, I wish we would have kind of branched out and done what we felt like doing because that's the key. It's like, you got to feel it yourself. It's not like hopping onto a different trend. If something is kind of like, you know, if there's a new metal resurgence, it's not like hopping yeah. on that bandwagon. It's what you feel yourself. And, you know, for, for all of us, if you take a Spotify playlist of what we listen to actively, you know, you're obviously going to find the classic bands. You'll, you'll find your Slipknots and stuff like that. But obviously, you're going to find so much more. You'll find your Nine Inch Nails. You'll find your Lady Gaga's, your My Chemical Romances, and everything in between. And I feel like I would kind of be lying to myself, and we would all be lying to ourselves if we didn't involve that influence into our music, because that's what we listen to on a daily basis. And you know what, man? That's the thing about it as well is, you know, sometimes when bands experiment in those areas, it, it can come across as not not genuine, but with you guys, exactly. it feels very natural and like it was a natural progression of the band and it's very honest. And that's the thing. Exactly. I Dude, that's that's 100% because and it's great that that comes through because that's what I've always been saying, because I feel like you'll have bands from time to time that are like, OK, we sense that that's going to be coming back. So we're going to do that. But then yep. once that dies over, they're like, oh, okay, that's coming up. So we'll do that. But I feel like you'll smell that bullshit from miles away. Oh, it's yeah. like, because <laughs> for me, you know, as, as, and, and for everyone who listens to, to music and probably metal music in general, you've kind of practiced so long by listening to everything that you'll sense it if it's genuine or not. Because I feel like the whole basis to metal music is the fact that it is so pure and it's so genuine. And it's like, it's the place where you pour all your fucking, all the bullshit of your life or your happy, happy thoughts and whatever in between. So I feel like it's definitely something that you'll sense if they're just kind of faking it. 
And for us, because like we have nothing to lose in that way, but it's like we, we just, you know, we love our art and we love that we get to do this for so many people. So why wouldn't we take everything out of the possibility and, you know, bring in everything that we love to listen to? So, you know, I'm happy that I'm happy to hear that that comes through because yeah. to us, it's like if I pick up a guitar and something starts happening, it's very difficult to kind of dictate what you're going to be doing. It's like what happens, happens. And if the sky came down, is like the best representation of what we are as people in 2022. That's awesome. That's awesome. And especially, I love the electronic uh, influences because I listen to, man, I'm I'm an old man, but I listen to like a lot of industrial metal and stuff like that. And I love all the, those those elements that have been brought into the band too. You know, were you worried awesome. though that, that some of the old school thrash dudes wouldn't take to it? No, honestly, I feel like the, the last kind of, the last fears of, of kind of what people are going to say or how they're going to react kind of fled with us with the last record, because yeah. obviously during that record already, we had so many new things coming in. And I feel like we already went through that whole kind of sellout phase where it's like, because like to me, <laughs> I, I fully understand. And I don't mind if someone doesn't like what we do because it's like, everyone is allowed to have their own opinion. But what I don't like is someone kind of basing their opinion on something we did 10 years ago. It's yeah. like, if you listen to this record, I hope you're able to kind of genuinely build your own opinion about it because of what you feel and not because of like, you know, comparing it to our first record or a second record or the third record. And, uh, you know, like, and in the end of the day, also just related to, to what you were saying, it's like, you, you have to realize as a musician that you can't and you shouldn't be able to please everyone. It's like, because in the end of the day, this is our music, music is our outlet to get everything out. So if we would be doing it because of someone or because of a certain fan base, I feel like that's the part where we're going to be selling out. It's like, if I was to write a hundred percent thrash record, when I'm not feeling it, then you can call me a poser or a sellout or whatever the fuck you want to call me. <laughs> but I wouldn't do that, man. Like I wouldn't, you keep saying sellout, but I don't hear that at all. And anyone that says that, I just, I just want to slap them. This is Honestly, I feel like it's, it's the easy way the, out. It's the like it's out. the easy way out. And it's probably like, honestly, of, of course, this is just my opinion, but I feel like there's a, there's a big kind of, um, there's a big part of all of that in, or, or like there's a sense of kind of um, that you have to reassure yourself that, that everything that's a bit different is terrible. It's like, because I feel like there's the, the, the whole paradox in metal music still to this day, which is terrible that, you know, the whole basis of, of metal music and punk music in general is the fact that you're, you're allowed to do whatever you want. But yeah. then at the same time, you're put into these little boxes and you're like, if you listen to this music, you're not allowed to listen to mu this kind of music. And if you do this music, you can't have a melody and blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's like, why the fuck not? Yeah. It's like, yeah. who made these rules? <laughs> and then you check, so, their, you check their uh, playlists on Spotify and stuff you or, or what they're listening to. It comes up. You're like, motherfucker. Like you, you know, you, you know, you're not walking the walk here, bro. So, you know, you exactly, exactly. All the time. No, I see you guys. I see what you guys are listening to and I'll follow you <laughs> for you with everyone out there. But, um, dude, that's the thing. That's the thing. Vocally though, I've got to say also, that's another thing I've noticed, man. Like you're doing some stuff on this record that is just fucking incredible. Like there's like all the layers and stuff like that. It, you've, you know, going back to, to where you start to where you are now, 
like you've you've put the hard yards in, man. And vocally, I think you're one of the best out there. Like how how you feel about it in your journey as a vocalist? Well, thank you so much, first of all. And and you know the thing is for me because because obviously when we started out, you know, I, I was I was I would consider myself more of a guitarist than a vocalist. Hmm. And obviously. Uh, within what we were doing with the first albums, it didn't kind of give much room to experiment with different things. But, you know, I've always loved to sing and I sang before I ever screamed, but I just didn't take it further. But I feel like, you know, when we're here in this stage of our career, I I wanted to, um, I consciously wanted to take the vocals to the next level and, and put in the time and put in the effort the same way as I did for my guitar playing and as, as I still do. And I feel like, you know, with the, with the previous record, with having already some more clean vocals and melodies and stuff like that, obviously what I always say to myself is, okay, that's cool, but you got to take it to the next level next time. You got to just, you got to keep working and working and working because I feel like if at some stage, uh, an artist is kind of 100% happy with where they are. That's where the progress uh, starts going downwards. And for myself, you know, I always want to be a better version of myself. It's like, I don't want to strive to be the best at anything because I feel like that's always an unrealistic thing, but I just want to be a better version of myself every time we do something. And, you know, just like having these songs that have room to make really big kind of like ballsy melodies and big things and big kind of like experimenting with different kind of vocal styles and everything. I didn't kind of give myself, I didn't make it easy for myself because when we were writing these songs, it's like all of this happened and I had it all in my head. And, you know, there were times when our co-writer and producer was like, you sure you can do that? I was like, I don't have a fucking choice. I got to learn to do it. (laughs) And I feel like when we started recording it, you know, because this record, obviously, it's super personal. And all of the lyrics that I'm singing are coming so directly from inside of me. I feel like that really made it that much easier to get into the mood of, of singing these very emotional and complex things also. You know, you, you must have your antennas up, brother, because that's my next question. Well, I was going to say, it does feel like it's a very personal record, man. Is that a reflection yeah. of the last couple of years and what you've been through? Or is it something that you've sort of dug deep in from... No, it's hundred hundred percent. It's a it's a diary of the last one and a half years because, like, in the end of the day, the funny thing uh, is actually that the pandemic didn't actually play any part, any key part in this anyway. Because yeah. uh, basically, like, just in the beginning of last year, I found myself in a place where. I found myself in a deeper and darker place than I ever thought was possible. And, and, you know, like the whole record and the the title, if the sky came down, which refers to uh, the fact that I feel like every single person on earth at one point or another in their lives have feared that it could be someone or something around them that they've always trusted that would be there will just suddenly disappear. And when that happens, you got to be ready for it. But for myself, I just wasn't ready for everything that happened. And it and it was one of those um, kind of domino effects that everything just started going to shit. And, you know, I mean, I had luckily I had music, which has always been the outlet for me. And I just basically found myself in a place where I was like, you know what, I'm writing this record and that's it. I literally just didn't see f- a future afterwards. But you know, the whole magic of music and this whole art form came into play because I realized that somewhere along the lines of writing this record and recording it and now uh, slowly but surely releasing it, I found a whole new spark of life inside of me. So basically a record that that started out from something so dark and traumatic actually ended up saving my life. 
I think there's something really, really yeah. beautiful to that. And that goes to show that music is just something that, that we don't even understand how meaningful it can be for someone. 100% dude, 100%. And I'm so glad to hear that, you know, it had that powerful effect on you and, and, you know, here you are to tell the tale, dude. And, and, you know, of course other people, when it drops, I think they're going to find that connection with it too. What's, what's the message that you want people to take away from it in, in that respect? The, the number one, which I want to tell everyone with everything. And I think even at this stage with the, with the three singles out, I've got so many comments where people are like, you know what, you, you kind of, uh, you pushed me to do so. And what I want to give, uh, put through is that it's so fucking okay. And it's so necessary to admit to yourself that you're not okay. And that you can seek for help. You can always seek for help. That is, that's the, the, the key message throughout the whole record. But when you go into the bigger theme of everything and how I was explaining how the, the whole idea is that you have to be prepared for when something traumatic and, and devastating happens. I feel like what I want, the last thing I would like to do is, you know, write a record where I'm taking away hope from people and just telling people, you know what, don't worry, your life will go to shit at some point. It's not about that. It's, it couldn't be further from the truth. What I want to say is that you're going to, find yourself at some point from a low point. It could be, it could be a worse point. It could be something a bit easier, but you're always going to have those lows in life because that's what it's all about. It's, it's all about the ups and downs of life. So when you find yourself down, you just gotta, you gotta realize that if you keep on fighting, you're going to find that you're going to find that high point and you're going to get that grasp back in life. And you're going to find that spark that has, that has made you push on till, till now you just got to keep on fighting. That's all I want to say. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And, uh, and the cover is incredible too. I mean, how does that tie into it all? Oh, thank you so much. And I, I love it too. I really love it because, you know, for me, it was really important having the, the, the color scheme that we had with having the kind of hellish and devastating kind of blood red uh, slash orange in the top, which resembles, it's like, it's literally the person who's falling down and it feels like it's an endless spiral of falling down from your own personal hell. But what you're going to find in, in, in the bottom, isn't that low point. You're not going to find rock bottom. What you're going to find is that, that serenity, you're going to find that blue, which resembles the rebirth and a new situation. So that's what the whole thing is about. It's like, because what I felt when I was going through all of that is, you know, it's like, it's just an endless spiral and there's nothing when you get down. But it, but what I found in the end was just that rebirth. It was like, you just have to let yourself go fully. You have to accept the situation that you're just going to find yourself going down, down, down. But after that, you're inevitably going to find something new and beautiful. That is awesome, man. That's, that's such a great message. Um, especially with everything that's gone on over the last couple of years, we need that. So, uh, exactly. And absolutely. And, you know, in, in regards to touring and things like that, I mean, it looks like you got a really big fucking year coming up dude it looks like definitely it's the ground running from what five days from now or something yes exactly i mean it's 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 so cool honestly after the few after the last couple of years when we didn't get to first of all we didn't get to promote the new record at all yeah. but now having having essentially two records that we'll be able to tour at the same time it feels amazing because we had a great festival summer here we did 
uh, we did the biggest ones in Finland with uh, June and July this year. And now in, in August, we've been doing shows abroad for the first time in three years, which has been fantastic because, you know, not getting to actually physically see the the fans that you have abroad for three years was crazy because now going back to these situations it's like wow what happened it's like the crowds are massive everyone's singing the new songs with us it's it's fantastic so you know having the walk-ins and bloodstocks and and everything done this month was amazing and yeah now next week we're going to be heading to europe for almost five weeks with our good friends in blind channel from finland yeah. a bunch of sold out shows it's going to be incredible it's just the the finnish invasion of the new the new generation of rock and metal and you know we come back from there we and we're going to embark on our most uh actually our biggest finish tour to now it's going to be 11 dates around the country and after that honestly i don't know all i've said to our agents and management is please keep me on the road as much as possible because i've seen the inside of my house and i fucking hate it <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's a little place that that's down in the ass end of the the world right that would love to you know. Dude, I, I, I wouldn't say the RSN because it, it's so fucking beautiful. But yes, it's been a long time coming, and I truly hope next year would be the year because you know we've done Japan a bunch of times, and it's so close. Yeah. So yeah. we hope we can make that final hop next year. It's true. I do say RSN of the world because we literally are like down. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, yeah in, in a geogra- <laughs> in a geographical sense. Exactly has some basis to it yeah but, but yeah, yeah I can, honestly i can't wait because it's such a beautiful country and all i've ever heard uh from bands that have toured australia and new zealand that just said the best things and they say how beautiful it is and how great the people are so honestly i cannot wait yeah man it's pretty good you're gonna love it you won't want to leave we've got a good beer exactly we've got, good things. We've got everything that can kill you but everything else is pretty good so yeah. <laughs> well, fuck it. Life's gonna kill you. So you yeah. know, in the end of the day, <laughs> it might as well be something you know that that's a little bitey. But you know, exactly. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> but um, of course, I mean, looking into the future, dude. I mean, what else? Uh, what's what's the goals? What's the one thing you've toured with some amazing bands like Slayer and Exodus and stuff? Who's the one band that's on that bucket list now that you wanna you wanna tour with? Wow. Honestly, that, that's a big one because there's a bunch, like just to please my my teenage mind because Iron Maiden is obviously, it's my all-time favorite band. So I just, I, I, would, I would die a happy person if we could tour with Maiden at some point. And, uh, you know, I'm, who, who knows? Never say never because already at this point in our career, there's been so many things that I was like, you know what? Maybe that will happen someday. But, uh, but actually now, you know, now that I think of it there's there's never been anything that i've said that would be impossible because you know all we've ever wanted was doing this and we've worked so hard to get and achieve everything that we have now so you know what we're gonna fucking make that happen and uh you know for other bands obviously we'd love to tour with slipknot and obviously it would make a lot of sense musically also so that's definitely one that's also hopefully will happen one day yeah not fest or something that'd be cool exactly exactly and uh yeah, it's, it's anything's possible, honestly, if you just work at it. Yeah, that's it. Next time we chat, you'll be like, man, yeah, I'm, I'm about to hit the road with uh, Maiden and uh, <laughs> with and... exactly, man. Exactly, <laughs> it's gonna happen, brother. It's gonna happen, but uh, in Let's the meantime, in the meantime, uh, I'm gonna have all the links down here in the show notes. Uh, September 30, new Lost Society album comes out, and it is an absolute banger. And it's Monday night, and I've just had a 
my brain slip right here. And it is called, of course, If the Sky Came Down. Sorry. <laughs> no but, uh, dude, it is it is phenomenal and I do love it. And uh, everyone else is going to absolutely froth it. We'll see you soon, my man. Take care. Thank right? you so much. I cannot wait to finally come out there soon. Hopefully. We'll, <laughs> we'll make time. it happen. Yeah, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Cool. <laughs> All you, the bro. best, man. It was a pleasure talking to you. You too, bro. See you, man. Cheers. Bye-bye.